2: Welcome to Buckeyes Tomorrow Morning for Wednesday, January 3rd. I'm your host, Tom Moore. The Akron game is in 241 days, the game against Michigan in 332 days. We're going to take a slight break from our pretty much uninterrupted football programming from the last few months to let you know that the Ohio State basketball team has, in fact, been playing basketball for a couple of months now. Chris Holtman and his team, 11-2 overall, 1-1 in the conference, entering tonight's game at home against Rutgers. Scarlet Knights coming to town the last time they were in town. Boy, that was a memorable game last year. That was the Tanner Holden buzzer beater, where there was a little bit of controversy afterwards. and It was the first buzzer beater at home in, I don't know, roughly a million years. Quite a memorable night. We'll see if tonight is that memorable night as well. We'll be be out there at the shot covering that one for you. But I'm guessing that the majority of this audience is probably in the camp where, when football is happening, football is kind of all-encompassing, and then basketball sort of gets noticed once football season is over so football season is now over so we're going to do a little Ohio State men's basketball 101 today with our buddy Tony Gerdeman from BuckeyeHuddle.com Tony I think probably the default feeling when you hear a Chris Holtman team is 11-2 entering January is uh uh-huh and then what so we're gonna before we get to the and then what I think let's start with the fact that this year if it's going to be different is going to be different because they have some really good guard play this year, which is not something they've always had in the in previous seasons.
3: Yeah, they have Bruce Thornton starting point guard and Roddy Gale starting shooting guard are your top two scorers. And when the thing that I've noticed is when one of them is off, the other usually picks it up. Or, you know, if Bruce Thornton's shot isn't falling, the drive is. Same with Roddy Gale. If his three isn't falling, he will drive it, he will score, he will get to the foul line he's shooting 52 percent from the field this year to tell you how much he's getting to the paint so when we talk about the tournament the ncaa tournament and that's a long way off you always look at what kind of backcourt do they have kind of guards do they have because the guards will generally lead you there and right now ohio state's got as as good a backcourt as they've had in terms of the one-two punch uh, as they've had in a while and it's a it's a consistent right from the start like a couple, couple last year or whatever, two years ago, if Malachi Branham, that kind of built as the season went on. But these two guys have been right there. They've played 13 games this season, and they've each led the team in scoring five times in terms of Thornton and Roddy Gale. So they are the most consistent guys, and if they can continue to do that, then this is a team that can do some damage. And this is a team that has some decent
2: wins already. They just beat West Virginia uh the day after the cotton bowl, they have a win over Alabama, which is uh number five in Ken Palm right now. So they've got some they've got some halfway decent wins already. And one of you Braddy Gale had a big night against uh against West Virginia just a couple days ago in that overtime win. So you got a couple somewhat familiar returning faces in the backcourt there. You've also got a couple returning familiar faces in the front court. Felix Akpara, Zed Key, they're kind of splitting time down low. Akpara's been the starter and Zed Key's you know, Zedki, I think, is probably the name that people are remembering because he's been around for so long and been a pretty effective player for the Buckeyes for so long. But it feels like that matchup there, that that pairing of those two guys in the front court is working out reasonably well right now as well.
3: Yeah, it is. And if you look at their minutes, they they have played together somewhat here and there, but uh, Felix Akpar just over twenty minutes a game, Zed Key just over nineteen minutes a game, so there's your forty minutes per game at the center position. But together, they're averaging what, about 16 points a game. So like, if you're getting that out of your center, you'll take that, whether it's split up between two guys or three guys. And that's what they're doing right now, 9.7 points per game for Zed Key, 6.3 for Felix Akpara. Together, they're averaging 12 rebounds per game. Akpara, by himself, averages a couple of blocks per game. And at any given day, in those 20 to 25 minutes, he could block two shots or six shots, just depending on how often people are going to go after him and how how well he stays out of foul trouble. So, um, what I like about that pairing is they have the the defense the defense of Felix Akpara and the athleticism. But then Zed Key is essentially the sixth man. He started just once this year, and that's because Felix Akpara was ill, I believe. And so he's a. Um, a a veteran scorer, a veteran presence in the paint, and not just in the paint, but on the court in terms of Zed Key. There are times there are times when he's one of the best scorers in the Big Ten in in the paint. And that's what he can give Ohio State when maybe the guards aren't shooting well. He has a calming factor. And I think what what is one of the best aspects of this team is last year and years past, they've had to rely on Zed Key for scoring, for rebounding Now that they don't, they don't have to rely on it, but when they get it, it's an added bonus and it's something that makes them better than they were a year ago.
2: So those are your sort of returning familiar faces among the guys on the team that are playing a significant number of minutes right now. You also have, you know, sort of the the next category of player on the modern Ohio State basketball team is here's all the transfers they brought in last offseason whose names you may or may not remember from previous stops. The name that I think people are most likely to remember is Jamison Battle. He was a He's a fifth-year player that now transferred in from Minnesota. He's been a big part of the team this year. Evan Mahaffey transferred in from Penn State. He's only a sophomore, but he played a ton for Penn State last year and has turned into a pretty regular rotation player for Chris Holtman. Dale Bonner, another fifth-year guy, he transferred in from Baylor. That's a nice sort of sprinkling of some maturity, some experience that just sort of helps you know, build out that rotation a little bit where you're not going to be relying so much. There's a lot of roster transfer or turnover this year again, but you're not relying so much on freshmen like they were a year ago.
3: Yeah, going one by one with these, Jamison Battle basically takes the place of Justice Suing. And like Justice Suing, he's a lefty forward who can bring the ball up, he can play perimeter, he can defend, but he's a more athletic, a better shooter than Justice Suing right now shooting 42% from three and it has a quick trigger and they will look for him. They can take him around screens and and draw some threes up for him, which they've done this year, averaging 30 minutes a game, 14 points a game. If they can continue to get that out of him all season, they would take that right now, 14 points a game. And you never know there are times where that's going to be 25. There are times where, you know, he's just, he's a more consistent player than justice suing was for Ohio state and right now he's he's a veteran presence obviously he's seen a lot he's done a lot and he gives the the guards an outlet he gives the centers an outlet he is a fantastic secondary guy in terms of kicking the ball out and he's open for a 3 and he'll knock it down like i said 42% from 3 so he's a good shooter as well he makes teams pay for basically uh you know like second second opportunities second shots when the ball is bouncing around and he's looking for a shot. And he also averages five rebounds a game. He does little things, and he's not a turnover machine. And it's been a really good addition. And if he can continue this, there would be – he's he's a guy that you can't always – just in terms of uh, defense, you have to – you don't necessarily focus on him, but if you lose him, he'll make you pay. This
0: episode is brought to you by Allstate.
2: and then a couple freshmen of course there's always a freshman or two sort of getting their name in the mix Scotty Middleton is the one who's doing the, contributing the most and playing the most minutes right now of the freshmen Devon Royal kind of the ninth guy in the nine man rotation for Chris Holtman neither of those guys are taking on you know quite the roles of guys that you know the freshmen that have sort of jumped into that rotation at you know in recent seasons for Holtman but it feels like both of those guys are going to play a role moving forward. And if you get more out of them later, great. But if you're not leaning on true freshmen, that's probably not a bad thing this time of year.
3: Yeah, not a bad thing. Right now, they're both you know, together. They're averaging about 25 minutes per game. And that, that probably goes down in Big Ten play. But what I've liked about Scotty Middleton, he's not afraid of any kind of big shot. He's um, It's not the prettiest shot. There's no rotation on his shot, but he will take it and he's comfortable with it. He's shooting forty percent, forty-one percent from three. He loves playing defense. He's long. He can put the ball on the floor, and he can also pull up and just shoot—you know, twelve footers and fourteen footers. He's comfortable with that. So I like these two guys, the two freshmen. They're not, you know, you know. Like I say they're playing twenty-five minutes a game. That's eventually what we saw from like Bryce Sensball himself, or um, you know, past freshmen where they just continue to emerge. And I don't know how many minutes are are available for these two guys as the season goes on, but they they'll get better. Devin Royal is just a kind of a grinder and will play some defense and will rebound and has a way of scoring under under the basket that you know he's had to get used to all of his life being basically like a six six power forward and then Middleton obviously an athletic guy. One of the things that I, I do like about this team is to go back to Dale Bonner, the transfer from Baylor at point guard. He's a very good second point guard, and talking to the players before the season, they said he's kind of like a second Bruce Thornton, and what makes makes things different, I think, than past iterations of Chris Holtman's basketball team is Dale Bonner would be starting for Chris Holtman most seasons, and he's coming off the bench here, and, he, and, and most of Chris Holtman's starting point guards should have been coming off of the bench, if, if you catch my drift. And not until Bruce Thornton got here that they were really having. Oh, this is a really good starting point guard. And he started as a true freshman. But Dale Bonner, there's a lot lot of good things. He's quick. He's not the best shooter right now, but he's still taking shots, which I think is, I think taking shots and missing shots for guards is better than not taking shots at all and just becoming somebody that the defense doesn't have to worry about. The shots will eventually fall. And even if they don't, just continue to shoot. Don't take bad shots, but be part of the offense and don't just be a guy who passes the ball around and he's quick, and he can get to the basket. So I like the pieces, and the fact that right now you basically have an eight-man rotation. Chris Holtman has said in the past, you can't you can you, you can't play 10 guys, it's just impossible. And we've seen him try in the past, and it just doesn't work. And you've got guys that should be playing who are sitting. So right now, it's an eight-man rotation. That may shrink, that generally does shrink in Big Ten play, and that would mean maybe Devin Royal gets gets the squeeze, loses some of his minutes. But overall, it's a it's not an overly deep team but he doesn't want an overly deep team he wants a talented team that he can rely on as veterans and a couple of talented young players and good guards that can emerge and continue to lead this team into february march we won't we, we don't need to talk about january tom
2: yeah it, there's it's not an overly deep team but there's some built-in redundancy that's not a bad thing you got a second point guard you've got a second center you've got you know, enough where if Bruce Thornton fouls out, you got another guy. If Felix Akpara fouls out, you got another guy. And that's that's something that they have not had. If you lose someone to an injury at some point, that's going to become important. This is, you know, this is a sort of an optimistic toned show, I think, about the basketball program. And one thing that maybe helps with the optimism is this is not a great year in the Big Ten. Purdue is number one in the country. They are obviously... Doing just fine. Zach Edey is back. They will see if they can get out of the first round of the tournament this year. But so far, they are number one in the country. Behind them, Illinois, just their star wing. Terrence Sharon uh, was just suspended indefinitely. So we'll see what Illinois looks like. Wisconsin is ahead of Ohio State in the Ken Palm rankings right now. Michigan State a little ahead. Then the Buckeyes. And then behind them is the most of the rest of the Big Ten. And this is a year where you could be the 20 something best team in the country and finish with a winning record in the Big Ten and be a five seed, something like that in the tournament, four seed maybe in the tournament if things break well. That all they're one and one, as I said in the in the uh conference so far, had an 18 point lead at Penn State and gave that game away. That is not uh not I think that's gonna be one they're gonna want to have back. But they can get try and get back to uh their winning ways in the Big Ten against Rutgers tonight. Rutgers, uh here's your little preview of Rutgers. Ready? Uh, what if Brian Ferentz coached a basketball team? They are 240th in offense in Ken Palm, 16th in defense, 250, 45th in tempo. So, Tony, it's not going to be a, uh, it's going to be a tightly defended, poor poor game on offense, and it's going to be a slow pace. So, uh, feels like a bet the under situation tonight. I don't even know what the over-under is, but feels like it might be a bet the under situation tonight at the shot.
3: You know what? Don't bet on college basketball. How about how about that? Um... That's an even better idea. <laughs> Yeah, and and you look at this year, and you've got Iowa and Michigan State both zero and two in conference play so far. I think over the last three years, including this year, Michigan State is like three games over five hundred in conference play, which seems pretty crazy. But uh, you always expect them to emerge at some point. But this is boy, this is not a um, not a great year for the Big Ten, and there are so many years where it's touted as the best conference. In, in the nation and it, it is pretty good for the regular season, but then the conference starts and or the, the tournament starts and everything goes to heck with uh, all of the plans that the the coaches have laid there. And the the, the, the roughing is much different than they've expected or that they've been used to in the big 10 beating each other up. But you know what? It's never unexpected. So I don't know why they continue to fall for it.
2: Yeah. It's uh. we'll, we'll see how this big 10 season goes. This, this just sort of has the vibe of, oh look, they got like eight, nine teams in, and there's two of them left the second weekend of the tournament. That's just sort of the general vibe of the Big Ten this year because I think we've all lived through Big Ten basketball seasons like that in the past. But we've, we've got a long way to go till March. Heck, you just started paying attention to Big Ten basketball about ten minutes ago, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna be uh, <laughs> we're gonna be out at the shot tonight, seven o'clock tip off against Rutgers. It'll be televised on Big Ten Network if you want to watch along or if you want to join us at the shot, you can find us there. We'll probably have some uh, post-game coverage of Chris Holtman's press conference conference and all that kind of stuff for you after the game as well at youtube.com slash Buckeye Huddle. That will do it for today. Thank you guys all for joining us. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: That's right chumacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes! Ch-ch-ch-